Hey, hey, Real Talk listeners, how's it going? We are in our, gosh, second to last episode for 2020 in December. So yes, if you're listening to this, gosh, years down the road, it's crazy, but we are super stoked more than anybody else to be getting out of 2020. Not that anything's going to change on the 1st of January, besides our mindset, right? And we're going to talk through that. Today's episode, I am super pumped, Michelle. We're talking about resilience today. And it's like HR best practices, resilience, and why resilience becomes a hot topic in the organization. And let me tell you, throughout the last couple of months, resilience has been, gosh, defeating individuals in the organization and defeating the whole year, right? I guess this is probably... The worst word for 2020 to use is resilience because it is the most toughest thing to achieve. And I just don't even know why people give a shit about being resilient. Why do you have to bounce back, Michelle? Why? Holy shit. This one really is hard. I don't know that we're going to be able to play devil's advocate with each other on this one because I agree with you. It's one of those words that we have heard a lot this year about being resilient and bouncing back. And oh my goodness, it's just tough. There are tough things happening, right? But ultimately, that is why we have to keep talking about resilience, right? So even if you look at like textbook definition of resilience, it's the capacity to recover from something quickly, from something difficult quickly, right? And if you think about some of the things that a global pandemic has taught us, it is absolutely, if you cannot be flexible, if you cannot adapt, if you cannot course correct, even in really tough situations, then you're probably not going to be successful. Your version of successful, I will tell you though, Most of you probably think successful means staying in business in some capacity at least. And and we saw some organizations do incredible things to bounce back. We saw some people do incredible things to bounce back. And then we saw other people kind of crawl up and give up. Uh, And I think that's why we have to keep talking about it because your ability to come back was tested this year in a way that it probably won't be again in your lifetime. At least I hope it isn't tested that way, but there will be something, you know, we've had people on the podcast that have talked about bouncing back. You know, it's been a conversation we've talked about often. You know, we, I think probably every guest speaker that we've had has had some variation of COVID-19 or a global pandemic really just proved whether or not you had it to begin with, right? It didn't necessarily give you the chance to showcase something. It really gave the world a chance to see if you had it or didn't have it. It does come from life lessons if you think about it. You know, people overcome, you hear it all the time. People who've overcome bad things in their childhood to go on to be super successful. People who have had um, something life-altering happen to them and they bounce back and do something great after it. But most of us don't have those extremes, right? We just have 
this little stuff in the middle. So that's really where we wanted to talk was that stuff in the middle, the stuff that you're going to face that's going to be difficult and you've got to figure out a way to bounce back. So Maria, I'm willing to use me as a bit of an example. Let's do it. Being um, self-employed. Yeah. I'm sure our listeners, you know, it's interesting because our listeners heard us a couple episodes ago, gosh, maybe like 30 episodes ago, where you were talking about how much you were trying to multitask your life with your personal pieces, as well as working crazy hours at corporate America and working crazy hours here at Real Talent at our company. So I don't think, you know, our listeners have actually officially heard that you are just out of the corporate America game at the moment. You're like, you know what? I'm done. Done. I'm out. You know, it's funny because I just use the phrase I'm self-employed, but until kind of the last few, I don't know, maybe week, few days to a week with some conversations you and I've had, I didn't actually say self-employed. I said unemployed. I'm unemployed. A lot of America would use that term to describe themselves right now. And the truth is I found myself making a jump from corporate America to this entrepreneurial gig with you. And it was a huge jump and it was a little bit ahead of my planned schedule. And that I think made it even, even more challenging. But the reason I wanted to use me briefly as an example is bouncing back doesn't mean you don't get to be in your feelings for a moment. I'm not one that's usually in my feelings anyway, but I needed to be. I mean, there were it was a big change for me. I was used to working not just at my last job, but the ones before that. I was used to working more hours in a week than one full-time person should. And then I woke up one day and I had nothing to occupy the space in my mind, or at least I felt like I had nothing to occupy the space in my mind. And before you know, I was juggling organizational development. I was juggling HR. I was juggling a pandemic and our response to the pandemic. I was juggling school. And I just literally, I woke up and I said, crap, what do I do? What do I do? And who am I? I had a bit of an identity crisis. And it's been probably a couple of weeks, right? You were there with me. So you know exactly what it was like. <laughs> It was like, I'm just going to, I told myself, you know, it's funny, Maria, I don't know if you remember, but I told myself in the beginning, I said, I'm going to have three days of just like all to myself. I'm going to sleep late, not answer the phone and just be me for three whole days. And three whole days became two and a half weeks. Yeah. (laughs) So when we say being resilient, we don't mean you can't pause, right? That when bad things happen, particularly things that you had no way of knowing they were coming, it's okay to pause and take a breather, regroup, and then refocus. But the key thing is you've got to regroup and refocus on something. 
Yeah, it's interesting because there's a lot, uh, you can literally go and research resilience till your head spins off. And it literally comes back to self care and, you know, taking a look at your support and, you know, doing things that are going to help you kind of intertwine some pieces to make you a better you so that you can literally accept the negative and turn it into a positive. And it's, it's challenging as all hell, like you said. Yeah. Sometimes it is the hardest thing to do is to bounce back. And so it's it's super interesting for each of our listeners to listen to this and be like, uh, what? Like I'm going through a divorce while I'm trying to like go to night school and, you know, finish a degree and have my kids and be a single parent as well as work a full time job. Like it's it's tough to like recover when you have one piece that's like literally hindering you from taking a look at maybe something positive or or moving forward some somewhere and it's so easy to read the quotes like i'm literally attached to all those like leadership quotes and everything right on linkedin and other like social media places to like keep positive but it is tough to see a glass half full when you're literally surrounding your own mind with negativity and trying to like get out of it yourself, right? Like you're drowning. In- yeah. And I, guys, we're going to try to give you some real stuff. We're going to say things like stay positive, but then we're going to put a real world spin on it. Because like Maria said, when it feels like your, your world is kind of spiraling down the sink faucet with the dirty water, that's the last time you need somebody to look at you. This is my least favorite phrase in the world. Most of the time when I hear this phrase, I want to punch someone in the face. I'm going to throat punch them. You choose your attitude. Yeah, I do. And right now I choose to be pissed off. (laughs) Like seriously, we are all aware that our attitude is our choice, right? But here's one that's truly practical. It's actually one of our values at Real Talent. We call it, it takes a village. It's about who you bring around you, whether it's your family, your friend, your community, people who share similar faith to you, people who volunteer with you, whatever it is, you've got to have a support network. Now, a support network doesn't necessarily mean that they let you wallow forever and they just agree with you when you say everything. And I, you know, I think, Maria, you could totally check me on this if I'm wrong, but I think it's one of those things that we do well is that Um, You do this really well. You have this ability to recognize when people need you to be supportive as in, I'm going to let you cry on my shoulder and I'm going to let you wallow in it for a little while. And then you naturally move to this place where it's like, okay, we need this done right now. (laughs) It's it's almost like you can sense when you need to be in each of those places. Yeah. And I think that's like for people listening, whether like you're a people leader in a company, you need to be able to figure out how to leverage that piece. Um, And then if you're an individual contributor, you need to like identify with your peers on how to do this. And it actually is not an easy skill set that everybody can obtain because some sometimes I'm sitting there and I'm like, down or whatever. And, you know, there's a million negative things going off in my life. And people are like, just get the F over it. And I'm like, I'm not that resilient right now. Give me like an hour. 
right? <laughs> I bounced that quick, but not that quick, right? Right. <laughs> and so, yeah, for some people, if you don't have a Maria in your life who can tell kind of when you need to be in each of those places, it might mean finding multiple people. I've always done that in my life. I have friends that I can almost count on. I can say the dumbest things on the planet and they'll be like, Michelle, you're right. They shouldn't have done that. But I've had friends that'll, that'll help me with anything, you know, as crazy as it might seem, my friends will totally agree with me and then go help me take care of it. And then I have other friends that will question me because they know that there's a bigger story than the one I'm giving them. And they will just build and question until I start to see multiple perspectives of the story versus just my own. So if you can't find that in one person, it's okay to find multiple people to do that for you. Yeah, I think that's the thing, right? You have multiple people that have different personalities that are going to help you through different pieces, exactly how you said it. Yeah. So I think that's going to be the critical component to resilience is yes, every everything you read talks about like the people you surround yourself with. Totally true. They have to be people, even if they're going to quiz you, it's not from a place of judgment. It's from a place of trying to find what's best for you so that they can comfort and guide you and help you through your struggles, right? Even if they don't go, yeah, you're right. They were wrong and you're perfect and you never do anything bad. They're not going to do that for you, but they're still trying to support you. So I think that's one of the big ones. Find your village. Your village is critical. Yeah. Here's another one of my favorites is practicing gratitude. (laughs) Do you have a gratitude journal? I do not, but I've heard they're good. They are really good. Here's why I'm a big fan of a gratitude journal. It takes me a minute to realize what the lesson is because I overthink things. So the lesson in in a mistake or the thing that I can get out of a, a challenge it's probably super simple. It's probably the most obvious first thing that comes to my mind, but I overthink everything. And so I keep analyzing it until I'm confident that that first thought was the right thought. But because of that, it takes me a minute to realize the value of a situation. It doesn't take me long to realize the stuff around me that I should be grateful for, whether it's my friends or my family or being lucky enough to be born in a place where I get to say fuck on a podcast and nobody can stop me. Um, (laughs) There's just so many things in my life to be grateful for. Even if I can't learn a lesson in a challenge, I can absolutely look around me and find something beautiful in the world. Yeah, I think you do this really well. So for our listeners, Michelle, like literally will go on social media and she'll do like a number of days of gratitude or, you know, whatever she's grateful for in the month of November. And then she does all these happiness challenges and all these posts and she'll recognize individuals really well. So she does really good from a recognition perspective and being thankful for everybody. And she remembers these stories from a long time ago. I don't know how her memory is this great because I literally can't remember what I ate for dinner yesterday, like legit. But she literally has all these like quirky stories that create her thankfulness of people that have come around throughout her, you know, lifetime, whether it's career or her personal life. So 
It's very interesting. Definitely worth having a conversation with Michelle about this. <laughs> so one of the things that I definitely that I do is I've never been big on journaling in general. I often forget to do those kind of things. So even though I probably have 15 gratitude journals, they're probably half full. What I do is I I start to associate gratitude to something that's going to happen anyway. So many years ago, when you and I worked at FedEx, we traveled all the time. FedEx was, it was probably my mid-20s. It was the first time I'd ever been on a plane. Completely freaked out. I had to fly to Dallas. Didn't know anybody I was going to meet. And this this is going to sound super morbid, but it became a pattern every time I would get on a flight is I would pause in the seat. Well, before I, before I actually, before we took off, I would call someone and it would always be someone that I hadn't talked to in a little bit. And I would just call them to say hello and thank them for being a part of my life, you know, in case the plane crashed or something. So that was that place where I was purposely thanking people for their presence in my life. And then it became something that I started doing for, at first it was just on, you know, like around the week of Thanksgiving. And then it just became the entire month of November. And this year, because it's been a tough year, I needed to be super grateful. I did it on uh, LinkedIn to thank professional connections. And then I think completely different people on like my personal social, like Facebook or Instagram. And about halfway through the month, I was like, shit, I don't know if I know this many people, but I made it through, definitely made it through. But that's the thing that, that I usually do is I, st- I link it to something that I'm going to do anyway. And then I use that to share that gratitude. Yeah, that's a lot of work. And <laughs> I don't know, I don't know that many people. So I you be totally to know that many people. <laughs> But it did. There were a few cop-out days where I was like, I'm grateful for this quote today. But does it help you personally, Michelle? Or are you feeling like you're doing these gestures that help others, right? So when we talk about resilience and bouncing back, a gesture has to come back in return to make you feel better as well so that you grow enough to be able to bounce back. I think there is definitely residual bounce back. For me, one of the things that happens, like the fact that I made it through the entire month knowing 60 people that I cared enough about to thank with a personal story or experience I had with them, I paused and I thought, wow, this is a pretty cool life. Or not going to get, I also have done this twice. It's called 100 Happy Days, where you post something happy in social media for 100 straight days. And today's was something about a great niece. She's nine years old and she did something, which is funny because she didn't even realize the grownups knew she did it. It was incredibly thoughtful and generous, compassionate, right? She didn't even realize the grownups were paying attention to what was happening until we asked her about it. She wasn't doing it for attention or to have somebody call it out for her. She was really taking care of this thing because she felt like she needed to do it. And then when we noticed her, we started asking questions and that led to my post for today. And that one did bounce back, you know, because I don't know if you spend a lot of time with nine-year-olds, but um, in my family, we have, I have 11 great nieces or nephews. 
under the age of 12. Whew. And the youngest one is like six weeks old. They are loud and they are in your face all the time and they don't stop talking. And then they do things like that and you go, wow, you know, these are some really amazing kids and I get to be a part of their life. So yes, I think it does bounce back and it, it reminds you that there's goodness everywhere if you just change the filter of your lens. Yeah. So it's kind of good observing some of those pieces. And I think, when, you know, from a resilient standpoint, yeah, it's tough. It's super tough. Is it possible? Of course. During certain times? Absolutely not. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a struggle and you may not get there and some may not get there at all. And I think that's completely okay. I know I have listeners that are like, oh my God, I need to jump on your podcast right now because you guys are just like such negative Nancy's, but it's the truth. So anybody who wants to sit there and come debate us, come debate us right now. Right. However, I think it's much more difficult this year during a pandemic to bounce back when you're stuck in the house and you're in isolation and there's a number of things that are constantly going on than it is for any, you know, any other time of, I guess, uh, you know, a point in your life. So I think it's really critical for us to uh, be content and understanding with one another and um, just be completely understanding of what each and every person's going through um, to understand that it's not, you know, as much as resilience is, you know, you know, bouncing back and, and, and being supportive and, you know, kind of moving forward from whatever transpires. Yeah, it's important, especially during your career. Resilience is an HR best practice. You being able to bounce back from a shitty project that you've done um, that, you know, got some poor recognition in your organization or something that had really bad visibility that that you had your name on. I, there's There's a number of things that you can do in your work that creates some sort of negativity, but you have to use that as a lesson learned. You have to try to find some good out of what's come out of that and be okay with me and content with making mistakes. Yeah. And I think you nailed it. You know, you talked about how often when people come on the podcast, we're pointing out problems. Here's the other, what you said is spot on is resilience is important, but resilience doesn't mean blindness to what is happening around you. It also doesn't mean that if there is a challenge or a problem, that overcoming it might mean fixing it. It might mean going, that is no longer acceptable. That we're going to find a new way to do. It, It doesn't mean bury your head in the sand and pretend that bad stuff doesn't happen. I think we also have to embrace the fact that if there's ever going to be good, then there is bad right? There, there's always going to be that juxtaposition. If you're going to be successful, there's going to be failures. Everyone in history has proven it over and over again. Super smart people that came before any of us alive today have shown that failure happens. It doesn't stop successes from happening, right? And so what resilience is, it goes back to that. It's just, I'm going to get up and keep trying regardless. Not going to hide from truth. I'm not going to pretend it doesn't exist, but it does mean I'm going to keep going. Yeah. And I think that's it. I think, you know, there's a number of things. It's interesting. Um, when I was, uh, you know, doing some additional research, there's so many articles on this. Um, there's even a website called the Bounce Back Project. They help you 
become resilient. Isn't that interesting? It is. And there's a number of books um, or excerpts from books on this. Um, but, you know, I just I wasn't totally, totally in love um, with any of the books. You know, I was kind of like flipping through. And so, you know, there's really not anything there. That's a lot of the content is all the same. Any other tips, Michelle, for our listeners? No, I would like to add that I took a resilience survey. Oh, yeah. Just a little that... bit ago doing the research. Yeah, it said I'm super resilient. Clearly, it didn't know me for the last two weeks. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but what it did talk about was, like you said, it's all the same things. And I think that's one. Of, it's one of those places, and we did this with another article that we talked about earlier, where we told you guys, I think, in the previous article, there was a, a comment that you needed to remove the thing that was draining you. And you and I laughed and we're like, really? Because you can't just quit your job. It doesn't work that way. Like your boss is like, you're in charge of HR. And you're like, you know what? I'm feeling drained. This week, I'm not in charge of HR. I'll be back <laughs> next week. Um, we it just, it, yeah, really. It doesn't work that way, right? So I think that a lot of times your gut is going to say, be positive. It doesn't work that way. It's find your version of that. Find a version of that that fits into your life. Recognize that good and bad things are going to happen. And just because something bad happens today doesn't mean something bad's going to happen forever. There is going to be a good thing too. And by I think by being able to channel it through your life, whether it's you call a friend before you get on a plane and that's how you show some gratitude to the people in your life or you write in a journal because that works for you. Finding the thing that works for you is what it's about. I agree. Everyone's going to have something different. You're going to have a different way of bouncing back with whatever circumstance you have going on, depending on if that was a downfall in a complete plummet in your career to just minor things like well, I guess everything could be extreme depending on how half, half empty the glass is you're looking at. But, you know, even, uh, you know, a plummet in a project or initiative or relationships in, you know, your day to day or your peer group or your personal life. So taking a look, everyone, it's everything, everybody, you are you individually are going to have a different way to cope and deal with it. But again, it's about those that you surround yourself with and getting the resources you need to be successful with that. Yeah. I have a friend that loves to work out when she's stressed. I would prefer to throw axes at a wall when I'm stressed. <laughs> That's a workout. It, it can be a workout, but it is, it really is about what works for you. Shit's going to happen. I've never been and I think you can probably tell by listening to this podcast, I'm not, I'm totally not an optimist. I'm not a glass half full kind of person. What I am attempting to be though is a realist. Actually, I'm attempting to redefine the paradigm and say, who gives a shit if the glass is half full or half empty, you can refill it. And that's, um, that's my version of resilience is recognizing that even if the glass is empty, you can always refill it. Awesome. Can we put that on a shirt? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Stay tuned for more of our uh, branding of all of these uh, quotes that we have on our podcast. For sure. Reach out to us. 
But, you know, some pointers, we don't have, you know, the the seven ways that it's going to be magical for resilience to you. There's not a one size fits all approach to each individual. That's why we're calling everything, not everything, but most things crap like that we read, because there's a part of each and every article that is not cookie cutter for everybody. So maybe it is crap. I don't know. Yes, if you did look on resilience, feel free to reach out to us. We would be happy to have you on our podcast to talk through right. so that you can let us know why we are we are full of crap. So anyways, <laughs> till next time, listeners, stay tuned. Our next and final episode of this year um, is on HR and uh, this series. HR best practices is with AJ Volmuller. We are going to talk through and have a dear real talk podcast where we're helping out a listener find their resiliency and find another career and bounce back in a time of struggles. So stay tuned, everyone, for our next episode. Take care. Bye, guys.